busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I had a few things that happened recently that I was just like, you know, I could pull fruit from a seed at this point. Like, I'm just making everything a knowledge checkpoint kind of situation. But this was particularly an eye-opener for me. It's the only way I can kind of explain it or truly explain it. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Have you noticed that there are just certain things about you that just seems to be a part of your instincts? Like either someone taught you it and then that just kind of became your habit or actually you can't really trace back to where you've seen it, learned it, E, all the above, but for some reason that is just what happens. Like when you hear someone say either on the other end of the line or in person or maybe even in text this phrase, we need to talk. What happens to you instinctually? Is it a, oh my God, come on. Brothers, tell me what it's about. Like, do you automatically get this kind of, like, I'm, I'm over it? Or do you get defensive immediately about what? Or do you get excited? Like, what you got to tell me? What's, what's, what's tea? Like, what is your instinctual response to that particular phrase? When you go to the mailbox and you see a certain set of bills, are you just like, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't understand. Or when you see a certain kind of stature male walk past you is your instinct to be attracted or is your instinct to kind of like oh he may hurt me like you do you realize that you respond to certain things in a certain way instinctually I have noticed that particularly for me when something is outside of my plan it kind of sometimes produces a panic in me Now, I don't know, and I cannot trace back, now that I'm thinking about it as I hear myself saying it out loud, I cannot trace back where I've seen someone react in a panic. I, you know, over bills or an unexpected bill or some type of, I can't remember it being taught to me or shown and displayed to me in my impressionable years, someone panicking. So it made me look at myself and go, where did you learn to kind of feel like, oh, no, like where where did you pick that up from? And I can kind of tail it back to when I became, you know, my, my first big girl getting my first few apartments and things of that nature. You start to realize very quickly, oh, this is real. Oh, this is real. Y'all really mean due on the due date because if not, we going to be lighting candles. Hmm. Oh, I'm going to have to grill. Not because I want to, because the stove um, is not working. Oh, okay. Oh, oh so, yeah, you don't mean like do, like you can call me by the due date and figure something out. You mean due date and I'm not playing with you. Oh, okay. So I think maybe some of my mistakes may have led to some of my panic. Maybe the things that I was doing to myself, be it consciously or unconsciously, or maybe... A lack of knowledge, as the Bible says, you know, a lack of knowledge, my people perish. So maybe my lack of knowledge produced certain things in me that may have resulted in me responding in a panic type of way. Maybe my lack of knowledge led me to believe that all men are fill in the blank. 
Maybe my, and I'm acting like you, maybe my lack of knowledge made me look at finances a certain way. Maybe my lack of, lack of knowledge walking into a certain fill in the blank made me start to respond like this from that point forward. I tell you something that was hilariously uh, unfortunate at the same time, but hilarious to think about it. And you know, when we say hilarious, it is not that it's funny. It's just that it was like, like one of those brain things, right? My puppy son, because you ain't going to never hear me say the D word. We don't use the D word in this house and that's D-O-G and I'm never going to spell it again. So you better know what I'm talking about. Okay, great. My puppy son uh, is the reason behind this conversation. We, my husband and I walked in the house after a Sunday walk and we were, you know, getting ready to get some water, what have you. And I noticed that my puppy son was acting different. And I was like, what is it? What's wrong? So he was coming up to me, but he was doing the, you know, if you learn the body language of any type of species, you'll start to learn, oh, okay, you're scared. You're this, just like you learn the, what, the cries mean for certain babies. You're like, no, you're tired. Sit down. No, come here. You're, you dry. Nothing wrong with you. Oh, you're hungry. Cause you didn't eat last. Like you start to learn that particular mechanics for your puppies. Like I, it, it's a thing. I'm, I'm new to the world, but I'm catching on fast. And I noticed, I'm like, either he did something wrong <laughs> because it's, you know, he was, head was low. His, his tail was tucked under and his ears were pushed back. And he's looking at me like, oh no 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 so you i'm starting to look around like where did you poop <laughs> you did something what did you chew i'm looking around i'm looking around to see, you understand looking around to see what's going on and i didn't smell nothing couldn't find anything so i'm like this is really weird but then i noticed that he started shivering and i was like okay because it's not cold in here why are you shivering and he was shivering to the point that he had, I picked him up like, are you okay? Because you're starting to scare me. And when he was shivering, he was looking over at my husband and shivering and looking at my husband and then coming to me as if he was looking for me for refuge. And so I'm like, okay, listen, like I said, I'm new to the, um, the puppy world. So can you, bro, I need you to text me. I need you to text because I can't I can't make out you're gonna have to bark in subtitles or something because I, I can't like what would it sound like charades real quick and so I looked I said husband I think it's you he said he ain't afraid of me because my husband and my puppy son I'm talking about thicker than thick you understand snicker if you will and laffy taffy at the roof of your mouth okay and so he was like it's not me come here so he's calling his name Come here, come here, it's me. And puppy son was like, <laughs> still had the winter spirit. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then come to find out, I looked at where my puppy son's eyes were meeting my, my husband. I said, I think it's your pants. He's like, it's not, come here. And so mm -mm, at, my puppy son wouldn't go. So husband was like, Tama, let me, he had the initiative to go ahead and look it up my husband had on because we came from my walk a pair of joggers they were all black really really a deep black and then they had two stripes parallel to each other going along the side of his legs and so my husband looked up 
could stripes have an emotional response to dogs? You know, I said the D word, I'm sorry, to our puppy son. So I'm very serious about it. So come to find out the research, you know what the research showed? Big number one answer, family feud style. We were like, what happened? Apparently, animals of a certain species, they have instinctual downloads because they were meant to be in the wild that lets them know, be afraid of this type of pattern because it can harm you. This is what your predators, this is what, you know, things that you need to go away. So the article that we were reading and the research that we were gathering was saying things like, you know, the stripes that my husband had could have reminded him of a skunk. It could have reminded him of a, of a you know, killer snake type of situation. And I was like, oh, my goodness, because I'm fascinated by anything that can teach me something that I didn't know but prior to getting in the situation. But what got me first, no, first I was very like, oh, look at you. And then after that, I was like, look at you. Where, puppy son, did you have a chance to uh, go into the wild? Like the wildest it's ever gotten for you, sir, was pet smart because we were picking out a harness. And that was when you were yay high. And so I looked at my husband and I said, how does he know to be afraid of that? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. You don't have, I understand that it may be instinctual, but your instincts are off. Hmm. Your instincts are off. My husband, your dad, puppy son, has fed you, has trained you, has taken ticks off of you has held you in the car when you were afraid has held you in pet smart when it was too much stimuli for you when you were a young pup pup okay he has cared for you he does this thing where he does this deep tissue massage and you fall asleep in that position because you're sporotting so why is it that when he puts on an accessory that goes against your instincts, you forgot who he was to you. Matter of fact, you forgot who he is to you. And that immediately became a lesson to me. You should not be faced with anything, anything on any given day that makes you forget who your resource and your true source really is who your confidant is, who your alpha and omega is, who is truly ordering your steps because he said that. You should not literally be in any circumstance that makes you look at something and you're more instinctually afraid of it than the knowledge that you have through the spirit that God has given you through the head knowledge that you should at least have something to fall back on and say, no, he, he paid a bill before. He got me out of financial situation before. He's going to get me out of it again. He, you know, that one time my back was against the wall, but you know what? God made a back door. No, that one time I got that report from that doctor, but no, this time I, it, it can't be different. I've seen that he's done it before. So whether I have to lean on my prior knowledge, which is head knowledge, whether I have to look at something in the Bible, which is faith, whether I have to look at what he did in somebody else, 
else's life because if he does it for one, he'll do it for the other because he is not a favor of man. Whether I have to, whatever I have to lean on, I should have enough in me now to lean on it now so that whatever is in me instinctually doesn't override that. Do you understand that? I truly looked at my puppy son and said, no way. So my husband went into the room, changed the joggers, and my puppy son was just like, there he goes, there he goes, there's my dad, there's my dad. Just as excited as can be. And it was like, wait a minute. That thing really had you physically in bondage. That thing literally had you emotionally terrified. But I couldn't blame my, my puppy son. I, I too have suffered from situations like that where something happens on the job and now you're more frustrated on this day than you've ever been, but you should already know that God's going to work it out anyway. Like why we going to just keep playing with this roller coaster? Like it is what it is. Like, yeah, I know you may not have expected to pay that particular bill and you had a particular financial plan and this is how this was going to work. And that's how that was going to work. But if 2020 didn't teach you nothing, like you come on baby you got to pivot like it is what it is God's going to provide pivot God will provide pivot God will provide it should just be your thing now you should just be like ooh, we don't got no toilet tissue let's figure it out because that's what 2020 was about right like literally at the point that you're at in life you are not no longer facing anything that is a new challenge it's just a new accessory but you should truly understand you know what I've seen this before And I know that my instincts want me to be afraid. And I know that my instincts want me to be angry. And I know that my instincts want me to react in this, in this particular way, but I can't because this is just the accessory to what I already know that God is going to demolish literally in a matter of seconds with one pair of joggers on exchange for another pair of joggers. My pup pup son was something completely different, completely different. To the point that we thought, oh, okay, well, now that he's seen that. So my husband went ahead a couple of days later, you know, just kind of slipped his mind. He put it on again. Pup, pup, son was right back in, in bondage. So what we did was we met him where he was. Clearly, there is something instinctual in you that will not override. I know better. I've seen better. I'm aware of better. I refuse to believe that you could smell our scent from all the way yonder, but you can't let your smell and I know who this is override whatever that instinct is that's trying to overpower it so we went ahead and and threw out the joggers because at this point trying to override something that is innate in certain people sometimes it's just you know what you got to meet them where they're at okay so we just gonna have to do something different and and it made me think of a few things Like, so, you know, I'm always going to refer back to the Bible. And I was like, Holy Spirit, like, you showed me that for a reason. Show me another instinct where instinctually we were wrong. And he was like, well, um, that time on the boat. Remember when the disciples, they was on the boat and it was late. Whatever hour it was, it was dark. And Jesus was walking on his way. And they was like, ooh. Buddy, what you, 
Okay, sir, that's a ghost. <laughs> that is a ghost. No, good, 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 good ghost. Um, and I'm afraid, and that's just how it's gonna be. And so, yeah, Peter, you can go ahead and talk about Jesus if that's you. I'm not. I'm staying here, sir, because I heard him say, "Uh, come," and and I did hear that it sounded a lot like Jesus. But instinctually, I'm gonna stay on this boat because safety and instincts tell me that safety's at the boat. My instincts tell me that if a man is walking on water, I don't care who it is uh that that's dangerous and that no man can do that so that has to be a ghost so instinctually yeah i'm gonna let this go ahead and override what what i know to possibly be a faith moment and i'm gonna watch peter do what we we don't have the um the the tenacity to do the bravery to do the the courage to do because let me explain something to you if they was really really afraid like if they truly 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 thought it was a ghost um i wouldn't have let peter go can't, let, let's make it real time let's make it where we were in a boat all of us right like real time they never have read the bible never had seen anything about jesus but we hung with jesus a few times we all went to sleep we woke up uh and we see something walking on water we like get out of bruh it's freddy krueger goes <laughs> like i'm talking about elm street is it, scaryville you understand and we are all afraid, and Jesus is like, bro, it's me. And one one of our homeboys says, if it's you, tell me to come. And he was like, huh, we would not have watched our homeboy get out of the boat and start to walk. Not how we walk with our friends. You understand? We'd be like, come here. No, move. But there had to have been something about the voice of Jesus that slightly overrode the instinct of stay safe. Because you let Peter go. You didn't talk him out of it. You didn't say, bro, real quick, like, are you crazy? No, you playing yourself. You you sleep the pride. You We ain't try none of that because we, as friends, real talk, we going to make sure that our friends is good. You understand? We're not going back and telling none of your people's a horror story. Mm-mm. Because if your sisters and them ask me why I didn't, I want to be able to say. So if we all got to sit on you, okay, because it's 11 of us and it's just one of you, that's what we came ready to do, keep you safe. I don't know what you had on the rocks, but you're playing yourself. You're talking about walking on water with some ghosts and we all afraid. No, sit right here. Let him get closer so that we can all see. Let me see. Okay, well, if you Jesus... Um, what did we have that one time with the, um, fig tree? Tell me what happened. Like, you're going to have to pass some kind of test before I let somebody that I care about go out and possibly hurt themselves. So they couldn't have been that afraid. But that was too easy. I was like, ah, Holy Spirit, give me something else. He was like, okay, I want you to read about that time that, um, Peter was real, real serious about them not taking Jesus. He was like, I'm not playing with y'all. I was like, oh, you are right. He was like, mm-hmm, go to John 18. I said, sir, I'm already there. I read in the NLT version. Let's just jump extremely into it. So this is where they betrayed Jesus, right? And pretty much he was going to be arrested, and that's how that was going to go out. So I am, let's just read from the top. Uh, verse 1, after saying these things, Jesus crossed the Kindred Valley with his disciples and entered a grove of olive trees. 2, Judas, the betrayer, knew this place because Jesus had often gone there with his disciples. 3, 
The leading priests and Pharisees had given Judas a contingent of Roman soldiers and temple guards to occupy him. Now with blazing torches, lanterns, and weapons, they arrived at the Olive Grove. Four, Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him, so he stepped forward to meet them. Who you looking for? He asked. Sidebar, super gangster. That's like that's like Jesus walking up like ear like ooh, so you about to you you about to lay hands without the prayer because you look I see the look in your eyes sir because I ain't never seen you step up like that before but okay cool so verse five Jesus the Nazarene they replied I am he Jesus said Jesus is about it okay um I am he Jesus said Judas who betrayed him was standing with them six as Jesus said I am he they all drew back. And fell to the ground. <laughs> because there's power in the I am. <laughs> you understand? Whenever you saying something in regards to I am, I'm telling you, you bringing God to a statement. So when you bring God to a statement, you bring God to a location. When you bring God to a location, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall, shall confess. You heard me. But we shall go ahead and proceed because we talked about that. So verse 7. Once more, he asked them, who are you looking for? And again, they replied, Jesus the Nazarene, eight, I told you that I am he, Jesus said. And since I am the one you want, let these others go. Nine, he did this to fulfill his own statement. I did not lose a single one of those you have given me. Pause. We see an instinct right there, don't we? We see the instinct to bow before anything that is heavenly. We see the instinct to serve. We see the instinct that, God, you created us to have a relationship with you. And even though these people are coming to Jesus to actually take him, their intent was to take him. Their instinct was to bow. <laughs> but I digress because I'm just reading the Bible. So eight, I told you that I am he. We're going to go back. Jesus said, and since I'm the one you want, let these others go. Nine, he did this to fulfill his own statement. I did not lose a single one of those you have given me. But ten, then Simon Peter drew a sword and slashed off the right ear of Michaelis, the high priest's slave. Eleven, but Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back in its sheath. Shall I not drink from the cup of suffering the Father has given me? Now, let me explain something to you. I read a lot about Peter, but I ain't never read that um, that Peter wanted to be about that uh, killing life, okay? And let me explain something to you. If Peter really wanted to hurt Buddy, he could have. You know how precise you have to be to take a sword of that magnitude, swing it by somebody's ear, and all you did was really chop their ear? Sir, it it sounded like you was getting ready to slice some watermelon and it was going to be somebody's head, okay? It, it, it sounded like you was getting ready to offer somebody's head and just see how you can go ahead and just uh take his whole head off his shoulders. It sounded like you was getting ready to do much, much damage. But here's the thing. Peter's instinct was to protect Jesus. But his instinct was wrong. Like in other versions, this is where Jesus looked at him and said, Satan, get thee behind me. Because anything that competes with God's plan is demonic. And God's plan was for Jesus to go ahead and take on this particular suffering. So that's why Jesus said, uh, should I not 
take this cup of suffering that the Father has given me? His instinct, Peter, was to protect Jesus, but his instinct was wrong. So I just gave you three different times that instincts either served or did not serve. For my pup-pup son, his instincts did not serve. For the, the people that came up and wanted to go ahead and arrest Jesus, their instincts were right. Their instincts were on point. For Peter, being on the boat, his instinct to... I know that they're afraid, but I feel I feel this need to draw to you, even if it, you are walking on water, so just tell me to come. Yeah, that, that, that was the proper instinct. And then the bonus one, the one with the sword, Peter's instinct was wrong, even though his heart position was right. So my challenge to you, given all those situations, is are your instincts serving you? Are they helping you along in life? Are your instincts bringing you closer to what God has for you, for what God is intending for you? Is it bringing you closer or are your instincts enslaving you? I want you to literally, like, take this seriously enough to write some of this stuff down if you need to, just so that you can come back to it and be like, let me ponder on that. But I want us to get to a place that we have instincts that serve us. I don't want us to be in a place that innately we're doing things that go against what God has for us. That's why God says your ways are not my ways. You will never understand like me. You will never think like I'm just need you to stop and just totally depend on me. Because every time that you think that you have it or that you rely on your own information or your own doing or your own strength or your own instincts, you will always be on your own to figure out why is your instincts not aligning with what God has. I'm walking into this new job. Why am I not afraid? Because you're not leaning on the fact that you're looking at your own academic success or your own educational, whatever you have at that point. How come I've, I feel like I'm ready to go ahead and get married and I haven't known such and such that long? Like, this is kind of like I had this whole thing where I had to date for this long and then I got to meet your family. And, and for some reason, everything that I had planned, it's just not going according to that plan. And that is because uh, your plan is should not be your permanent decision factor you should literally have it where whatever God is leading you you literally need to be kite light wherever God is leading you you're there wherever God is leading you you are there stop trying to be hot air balloon and start being more kite because as long as Jesus is holding the string you will always go where he wants you to go he you will always go where he's leading you as long as you let the winds and the waves keep you in his hands so many times we just let things just unravel us and where am I going? And you don't have to be afraid about what's happening around you, what's happening inside of you, as long as you know who has you. Do you understand that? So I truly, truly, truly want us to really start looking at ourselves in a deeper way and overriding whatever air quotes comes natural. Because what comes natural may not be serving you. The Bible says that we are all born, we are all born sinners, right? So, and who can trust the heart? Because it's most deceitful. And all the things that the Bible is literally trying to let you know, I don't want you to depend on your own knowledge, on your own feelings, on your own experiences. I don't want you depending on you in anything. As long as you depend on me and you walk toward me and you do all the things that point you to me, you will be all right. 
Deacon Lamar said it, Kendrick, okay? But listen, you know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everybody is going to have with you. Who else is going to pour uh, brew tea, okay? Pour tea, okay? Uh, take the cup, partaketh with you, okay? Indulge, and, it, and, it, and, and it's my own tea. Who else but your favorite homegirl? Who? Who else but who else but your favorite homegirl? Exactly. But I feel like you got what you needed. I do. I really feel like you got what you needed. As a matter of fact, if you didn't, I feel like I got what I needed. <sighs> this was good. I tell you, every time I talk to you, it's a therapeutic experience. I this is not a fib for me. I literally feel lighter once I go ahead and call you. It is something about listen, the Bible says where two or more are gathered, there he is in the midst. And I don't believe that there is time and distance in the spirit. I believe that if God understands that the intent is to grow and the intent is to relieve and the intent is to get to a place that we are all better, I believe that God honors that by being in the center of our conversations. I believe that truly and thoroughly. Trust me when I tell you. But listen, if you don't get off the phone, we're going to be here forever. So I'm going to let you let me go. And I'm going to go ahead and get something to eat, okay? We'll talk later. Okay, later.